from here in the Holy Land. Welcome to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. I'm your host, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Each week, we'll explore the Jewish roots of your Christian faith and nourish those roots with inspirational insights and ancient teachings that are so relevant to our lives today. Let's get started. I have a question for you. Do you like asking for help? I'm guessing that you don't because almost no one does. If asking for help makes you uncomfortable, you definitely are not alone. But on today's episode, we're going to talk about doing just that. It might be hard to ask for help, but it's impossible to do everything on our own. We'll begin with verses from Exodus, where God asks Moses to perform a difficult task, and we'll discover why asking for help isn't a sign of weakness, it's a step towards greatness. This episode will encourage you to ask for what you need, so that you can do all of the things that God wants you to do, and be all that he created you to be. Every week, Jews around the world read and study the same Torah portion known as the Parsha. This week's Parsha is called Pekudeh. It's the last Parsha in the book of Exodus, and it covers Exodus 38.21 through 40.38. For the last few weeks, the Parsha readings have been mainly about the construction of the tabernacle. God gave directives about how to build the sanctuary, how to create the holy vessels that would be inside of it, and how to make the sacred garments that the priests would wear while serving in it. In this week's reading, we learn that the Israelites completed all of the work according to God's instructions. They made the vessels, the garments, and all of the components for building the actual structure, from the crossbars to the posts for the walls to the dyed skins that would cover the tabernacle. Everything was ready, and all that was left to do was to assemble the actual structure. The scripture that I want to begin with today tells us what happened next. It's in Exodus chapter 40, verses 1 and 2, and I'm going to read it to you now. Then the Lord said to Moses, Set up the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, on the first day of the first month. These verses tell us that God directed Moses to assemble the tabernacle on the first day of the first Hebrew month. We know from Exodus 12.2 that the first month on the Hebrew calendar is the month that the Israelites left Egypt, the month of Nisan. God told Moses to assemble the sanctuary on the first day of Nisan, just about a full year after he had led the nation out of Egypt. On the surface, it seems that God's instruction to Moses is all about the timing of the construction of the tabernacle. Nisan is the month when God brought the Israelites out of Egypt and took them to be his people. So Nisan is an appropriate time to create the tabernacle, the place where the people would worship God. But according to Jewish tradition, there is more to this commandment than it seems. Up until now, everything that was done for the tabernacle was done by the people. Everyone contributed something, from their time, their talent, and their possessions. But God reserved the honor of putting it all together for Moses. When God told Moses to set up the tabernacle on the first day of Nisan, he meant that Moses himself should be the one to erect it. But there was just one problem. Moses was only one man, and he wasn't even a young man anymore. 
He did a few calculations and realized that it would be impossible for him to build the tabernacle on his own. According to tradition, Moses turned to God and asked, How is it possible for a human being to do this? He said, God, I really want to fulfill your will, but I can't see how I can do this on my own. And you see, God answered him. This is how God responded. He said, You make the effort and go through the motions of assembling the tabernacle. And then I will make a miracle and the tabernacle will assemble itself. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know about you, but I can definitely relate to this story. The conversation that Moses had with God reminds me of the conversation that I often have with God in my own life. Most days I wake up feeling excited about my job and about life in general. I'm blessed with a beautiful family and a job that is fulfilling and inspiring. But there are other days when the kids are sick, when my day is jam-packed with meetings, and then something unexpected turns up that needs my attention immediately. It's on those days when it seems impossible to get everything done that I turn to God and, like Moses, I say, God, how is this humanly possible to do all of this? I'm just one person. I can't do it on my own. And every single time, I hear him say from deep inside of me, and you don't have to. As soon as I turn to God for help, my seemingly impossible days suddenly become possible to handle. The right people show up, things fall into place, and everything that really needs to get done is taken care of somehow. It might look like I'm getting everything done, but I know the truth. It's not me. Like Moses, I'm going through the motions, but it's God making everything happen. I truly believe that God never expects us to do more than we can. Our job is to do our best, and he will help us do what we can't do alone. But we have to ask him. It's such a simple thing. In Psalms 81.9, we read, Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. God says, open your mouth in prayer. Ask me. Ask me for anything. Ask me for your needs and I'll fill them. And the same idea appears in the Christian Bible. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. It is pretty clear God is ready to help us. But sometimes we get so caught up in our challenges that we don't do the one thing that is most likely to help us overcome those challenges. To stop to ask God for his help. Maybe it's because deep down we don't really believe that God will help us. Or maybe it's because we cling to the idea that we should be able to do it all without any help. Or maybe we just get so bogged down trying to figure out how to solve the problems that we can't solve alone that we forget that we don't have to do it on our own. Sometimes when we don't ask God for help, whatever the reason, he might just send us reminder and encouragement to turn to him. This is what happened to a friend of mine a while back. At the time, she was going through a very hard time in her life. One day, when she was feeling particularly down and almost defeated by her challenges, she had an encounter with a stranger that left her feeling like she had an encounter with a messenger from God. That day, she went to a gas station that she almost never goes to, and while she was filling up her car with gas, a homeless man approached her. 
He handed her a rose that he had made from palm fronds and said, If you have a dollar, I'd appreciate it. If you don't, because you only have a credit card, it's okay. It's yours to keep anyways. My friend didn't have a dollar on her, so she took out a $20 bill and folded it up so he wouldn't see what it was. But somehow, even folded, he knew that it was more than a dollar. He said to her, You know, the Almighty takes care of my needs. I never have to ask for my needs, but if I want something, I have to ask. Today, I asked for a bath and a place to sleep because I didn't have either last night. And then he sent you to me. When my friend heard those words, just for giving $20, she knew that it was God talking to her, telling her to ask for his help, telling her that she didn't have to carry her burdens alone, reminding her that God was right there with her, ready to help if she only would ask. My friends, we never have to face our challenges on our own. God wants to help us, but he also wants us to ask him for it. Because when we ask God for help, we acknowledge that he is the source of everything. We recognize that he is our shield, our provider, and our help in hard times. And that strengthens our connection to him. God wants a meaningful relationship with us. And when we ask for his help, our relationship becomes stronger. And so do we. When we ask God for help, he'll help us in ways we could never imagine. We might be able to do things we didn't think we were capable of, or things might work out in ways that we can't explain. But other times, God will send our help in the form of other people. Like the homeless man explained to my friend, he said, I asked God for help and he sent me you. Sometimes God sends us help through another person. And when he does, we need to be willing to accept it. God won't always send us a supernatural solution to our problems. Sometimes his help will come in the most natural way possible in the form of another person offering to assist us. For some of us, this may feel uncomfortable. I know that I'm that way. I like to be the person giving help, not taking it. But I've also learned to graciously accept help when I can use it, even when that means accepting help from other people. This came up in my life recently when everyone in my family came down with the coronavirus. Me, my husband, our kids. Thank God no one was terribly sick, but I felt more tired than usual and I still had a family to take care of. When my sister Talia heard that we were all sick, she called to check on us. And at the end of the conversation, she said, Yael, I want to do something to help you. Can I bring dinner over for you guys? My initial reaction was to say, oh my gosh, you're so sweet. Thank you for the offer, but we're fine. I can handle it. But then I thought to myself, maybe I should let her do it. Also for my sake, but also for her sake, so that she can feel good about helping. Some of us do that sometimes. We feel like we have to justify taking help by telling ourselves that we are doing someone else a favor by letting them help us. Do you know what I mean? But I quickly realized what I was doing, and I gently reminded myself that it's okay to accept help, even if it's only so that I can be helped. I could have done it all on my own, but I didn't need to. I accepted my sister's generous offer, and let me tell you, it was a huge help during a very challenging time. Looking back on that experience, I'm so grateful to my sister for helping me. 
And I'm so grateful to God because I know that it was he who sent her to me. Here's the thing. If I would have rejected my sister's gift, I would have also been rejecting a gift from God who sent my sister to give it to me. And that made me wonder, are there other gifts that we don't receive just because God sends them through someone else? Is there help that we never receive because we won't accept it from another person? Sometimes God will send us what we need through a friend, through a family member, or a stranger. And all we need to do is to be willing to accept it. That can be very challenging, though, for some of us. But other times, he asks us something even more difficult. In order to receive the help that we need, we need to be willing to ask for it. Not from him, but from his messenger. We need to be willing to ask other people for help. And for a lot of us, that isn't easy to do. This is also something that I had to deal with in my own life recently. A few weeks ago, my husband and I needed to go to an appointment that we had waited a long time to get. The problem was that the appointment was scheduled for very early in the morning, which meant that we wouldn't be around to get our kids up and out to school. I realized that I was stuck. I had no choice. I had to ask for help. I have four children who go to four different schools, and I needed help feeding them and getting them to their various schools in different parts of town. They don't drive yet. Now, I already told you how hard it is for me to accept help from my own sister, so you can imagine how much I didn't want to call friends and neighbors to ask them to help me, especially so early in the morning when everyone is busy with their own kids. It's not exactly the same thing as asking to borrow some milk. I decided to divide and conquer, to sort out each child one by one. Then I wasn't asking too much on any one person. I started with my daughter, Sapir, because I'm friendly with the mother of one of the girls in her class. I called up my friend and explained the situation, asked if I could drop off Sapir early in the morning and have her eat breakfast at their house and then get a ride with them to school. Thankfully, she was so gracious and she was really genuinely happy to help. Great. One down, three more to go. The other three were a little bit more difficult to figure out since I wasn't close with any of the parents in the classes of my other kids. I was trying to figure out what to do and who to call when my phone rang. It was the mother that I had just spoken to about helping me with Sapir. She said, Yeah, I just realized you have three other kids you need to take care of. What are you doing with your other kids? I took a deep breath and told her that I hadn't figured it out yet, but I knew that I would. She immediately said, Send them all to me. Why didn't you ask? I explained to her that I didn't want to stick her with all four of my kids and that two of them would need rides across town to get to school. I told her that I felt like it was just too much to ask. But she just laughed. She said to me, It's so hectic here in the mornings with my kids anyways. We'll barely even notice them. And then she said, It's really no big deal. Next time, just ask me. I'm here, and I'm happy to help when I can. I took her up on her offer and dropped my kids off at her house bright and early in the morning. She was amazing. She sent me pictures of the kids eating breakfast with her kids, smiling and clearly having a good time. She sent more photos of them getting out of the car and waving as they went into their various schools. She made me feel completely at ease by sending me those pictures, and she made me feel like it was really her pleasure to take care of them that morning. Later on that day, I thought about how grateful I was for the help that I received that morning, and it made me wonder, 
why was it so hard for me to ask for help in the first place? Why is it so hard for most people to ask for help? For me, I think that sometimes it has to do with not wanting to feel vulnerable. Like when I resisted accepting my sister's offer to bring us dinner. By accepting help, I'm admitting that things are hard and that I don't have everything completely under control. Other times, like when I needed someone to get my kids out to school, it was about not wanting to be a burden, not wanting to inconvenience anyone else for my sake. But there are many reasons why people are uncomfortable asking for help. Some people worry that they'll be seen as needy if they ask for help, and other people are afraid of feeling rejected if someone says no when they ask for help. Some people don't want to feel indebted to other people by taking help, and some people don't want to ask for help because they think that it means that they aren't good enough if they can't do it all by themselves. But the truth is that we were never meant to do it ourselves, and there is nothing wrong with us when we can't. God didn't create us to do it all by ourselves. From the time we are born to the time that we die, and many, many times in between, we need help. And that's not a bad thing. Think about it. There are only two times in the five books of Moses where God uses the term lo tov, which means in English, it's not good. The first time is in reference to Adam, the first man. In Genesis 2.18, we read, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. The second time is when Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, saw how overburdened Moses was when he served as the only judge for the entire nation of Israel. And in Exodus 18.17, he said, What are you doing? It is not good. And he helped Moses delegate his duties and set up a system that was better for everyone. In both of these cases where the term, it is not good, is used, it is in reference to one person doing everything alone. God says, it isn't good. Yes, we need helpers. We can't do it all on our own. And we need to be willing to ask for help when we need it. Asking for help is the opposite of not good. Indeed, it is very good. Just like asking God for help strengthens our connection to him, asking for help from others strengthens our bonds with our families, friends, and communities. And that is a very good thing. And I've also learned that asking for help and receiving it changes us for the better by making us more sensitive to the needs of others. We become more likely to help others and better at giving help in the best way possible. When you know what it is like to need help, it changes the way you give. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Asking for help isn't easy. Even Moses struggled to do it. But like Moses, we need to do it anyways, for our sake and for the sake of everyone else. When we feel like we have been given more than humanly possible to handle, we need to turn to God and ask him to help us do what we can't do on our own. If God's help shows up in the form of assistance from other people, we need to accept it gracefully and graciously. And if help doesn't come on its own, we need to be willing to ask for it from the people who can give us the support that we need. It may be hard to do, but it's the right thing to do. We have nothing to lose but our problems and our pride, and we have everything to gain. 
In Psalm 121 verses 1 to 2, we read, I lift up my eyes to the mountains from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. When we have challenges that are too big to overcome on our own, we need to ask for help from God and from those who may be his messengers, and we will always receive it. This week, let's think about where we might need to ask for help instead of trying to do too much on our own. Can you identify the biggest challenges that you are facing right now? Can you set aside a time to pray each day for God's help in those areas? Think about people in your life that you might be able to ask for help with your most difficult issues and challenge yourself to ask for it. Asking for help might not be easy, but like everything else in life, the more we do it, the easier it will become. And the more we receive the support we need to stay happy, healthy, and whole, the more we will be able to pay it forward and help others in the same way. Shavuot Tov, my friends. Have a wonderful week from here in the Holy Land. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.